Welcome, everyone, to Series Finale, the only podcast where three comedians watch and discuss the final episode of a television show that they have never even, even seen. seen. I'm John Paul. I'm Jack. And I'm Zach. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're a fan of Series Finale, and we hope you are, go ahead and check out our sister podcast, Series Pilots, which you can catch at patreon.com slash series finale. A bonus episode comes out every week. So there are, there's approximately 150 episodes of this podcast. There's approximately 150 bonus episodes you can listen to right now for only five bucks a month. And really, if you sign up and listen to them all and then cancel, we can't do anything about it. So take advantage of that. That would be really impressive if you did that. You would have serious depression issues if you were able to go through 100 <laughs> hours of this podcast uh, just what to if, see but, five bucks. What if you were listening on a daily walk? Maybe then you would be okay. Ooh. It would take 100 days, though. Oh, that's nope. well, what if your, da- Actually, what if your daily walk was nine hours? Try and do 30 days of listening to our podcast for three hours a day and see how he feels mentally at the end of that. <laughs> This is an interesting idea. Um, We are a TV podcast, and one of my favorite TV shows, the creator Joss Whedon hit with some allegations that he was being uh, not sexually inappropriate, but just kind of uh, mean and saying, calling women fat on a show. Joss Whedon, the creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, now a lot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer cast members are coming out in support of Charisma Carpenter, the actress who made this allegation. Wait, question. Is there any, like, even in a Kevin Bacon Six Degrees of Separation link to the show that we did this week? Or is this just a general Joss Whedon update? (laughs) Where we just bring up allegations of people not even in the show we're discussing. And not even necessarily sexual allegations. Just like, this guy's a dick. Uh, Yeah, uh, so Tim Meadows was on the show that we're watching today, Son of Zorn. Right. And he uh, was on set filming something else when they were doing Jump Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is that true? <laughs> no. no, I just made that up. Because you had a great point that it really has no place in this episode at all. <laughs> it's well, it's well known that Josh Whedon is a jerk um, and a philanderer. Is but he a philanderer? Is true. that involved in the allegations? I no, he- I don't think so. I think he... Oh, speaking of allegations, well-known, and <laughs> the Super Bowl, which we did last week, John Travolta is looking sexy right now. Have you seen John Travolta's new look? He's like <laughs> 60, but he, he looked amazing in the Super Bowl. He moves well. He's funny. Yeah, he did a TikTok thing. His beard and bald look is, looks so good. His commercial was actually really good. He did look good. And I like really root for John Travolta in a way. Like he could have a huge third half of his career where he he denounces Scientology and he comes out of the closet. Like people will yas queen this guy to the fucking end of the day. You know that's He'll, true, dude. He would be that's huge. true. But I agree. That would be incredible to an extent. In I don't normally root for John Travolta. I don't root against John Travolta. I just wasn't that <laughs> into The Boy in the Bubble, his 1970s TV film. Um, Travolta just has never really impressed me, but I was really blown away by Travolta's Super Bowl TikTok dance. I thought it was a very impressive performance. I mean, Grease is great, dude. The songs in Grease are so good. In a way, I think it would... (laughs) Multiplying. I think it would be really... It would be really sort of poetic if the TikTok dance brought... John Travolta back from the dead again. So John Travolta, he's rocketed to fame with a film about dancing, Saturday Night Fever, right? Mm. Then 
he squanders that all with bad choices, ends up kind of like uh, a has-been in the world of acting. Then he dances in Pulp Fiction. Boom, his career's back on track. Now, once again, he's sort of a has-been in the world of acting, and he's about to come rocketing back thanks to Chinese millionaires on TikTok. <laughs> Unfortunately, his career comeback would not last long because I think he also has multiple allegations of sexual lewdness. I don't. Is that true? Yeah, I think he's tried to come on to like male masseuses multiple times, and like. But I don't think he's publicly allegations. It could be like hot goss that the male masseuse shares, but also was into the. It's a tough corner case, you know. Like, you're right. Is it shared because it's embarrassing, or was it shared because it was non-consensual? That's a good point. I I don't really know. I'll I'll look into it while we talk about just the one. Yeah, do you guys know? think the do you guys think the bald and beard look is is a good look for me? Yeah, I would love to see you try that, John Paul. That would, would be, be interesting. So weird, I can't even imagine. <laughs> what would you like? It's actually it's weirder. It's harder to picture that than it is to picture you in football pads playing as a child, <laughs> playing football as a child, which you revealed on last week's episode and shocked. Why me. Why don't you just picture me totally nude instead? Totally nude with no hair and a goatee doing, <laughs> you better shape up, because I need a man. Because I need a man. <laughs> when I was growing up, my sister loved the movie Grease. She would put it on all the time. And Yeah, yeah, I don't blame her. John Travolta accusations. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> this is a big time allegations episode. <laughs> A monsieur has filed a $2 million lawsuit against Charles wow. Volta, alleging that the actor inappropriately touched him and propositioned him for sex at the Beverly Hills Hotel in May 18th, 8th, uh, 2012. Ooh. John Travolta's sexual battery case. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got a couple. If John if Travolta propos- propositioned you, would you, yeah. be, would you sue or would you just let it ride? Like he didn't go crazy. He just threw it out there. He just was like, hey, do you want to have sex? Yeah, and even maybe he grabbed you down below. <laughs> but just like once. And he was like, hey, boy, you want to get freaky? Um, I probably would be like, dude, I don't want to sue you because that's a lot of work, but I'm going to need like a couple hundred grand for that. You would? <laughs> so yeah. you would just try extortion. I would try extortion. I think suing's ruder than extortion. Su- like I could see that. Extortion, like light extortion. I'm just like, come on, John. You know yeah, that that's this like, is not okay. That's an agreement between gentlemen, whereas a, a lawsuit is bringing in a third party, you know? Exactly, exactly. If If somebody is in the closet and they try to touch you down there, and, you know, you don't want to embarrass them, but you also deserve a little cash probably (laughs) (laughs) i would just i would have if he if i wouldn't get money out of him but i would make him fly me to different places around the world (laughs) because he is like a registered airline pilot he is your response to being your response to john travolta putting you in an uncomfortable sexual situation would be that then ask him to take you on a plane in private that he is flying It sounds like you might be coming on to him again. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I like I'm I'm nude and I go, no touch, no touch. <laughs> yeah, I think that the jury would side with Travolta because you know, he's you're doing he's doing a lot of favors for you. Sex is implied at this point. You think it's implied if you ask a man to take you out on a private jet? <laughs> I w- I'm going to say no. I'm going to firmly say no. I'm going to say no if too. You're not, you're not, you're not uh, sort of forced to do sex, and, and especially not on a, on a jet that's private with no, anybody. that's anti-climate change. Anti-climate change awareness. <laughs> I think it is your obligation as a human being to have sex with anybody who shows you any sort of kindness or does you a favor. I can see that. I can see the appeal of that. <laughs> and uh, I think speaking that of all these people bitching about Joss Whedon, it's like, how do you think they got their careers in the freaking first place? 
Jack. Speaking of uh, sort I'm of, speaking kidding, of a, kidding, that kidding, situation, yes. Andrew Yang ahead uh, in the uh, <laughs> N- NYC NYC uh, polls for mayor right now. Jean-Paul, it's a good, it's yeah, a good day. For people who aren't familiar with Andrew Yang's platform, could you do a BSB of what E stands for? Yeah, Andrew Yang, what he wants to do is something called UBI, which stands for Universal Booty Income. And what this is is a program where if you aren't getting any ass, uh, the government will assign a partner for you. Uh, And it's going to revolutionize the entire world because pretty soon robots will be getting all the ass. And so we're going to need some to to get assigned to us. I agree. I'm, I'm wicked excited for the Yang gang, dude. I listen to Elon Musk on Rogan. And, How was um, his Musk? It was good, dude. It was just like, I just appreciate these people that are like looking past the the little things and thinking like, where our our scope, our mindset is so like ten minutes from now, we should be thinking thirty years from now. And I I like that about Musk. Musk is like, people are like you know freaking out out here about you know debt relief and musk is like we can we got to build the train to mars and i, I just like that about <laughs> him i think that's sick <laughs> it's like, i don't know it's fun will but, you perhaps did he impress you enough that you would invest all your money in his company no dude i'm doing i'm, I'm taking all my money putting it on weed i'm following zach's footsteps everything to weed <laughs> I was up big yesterday. Kratom. Today I'm down thirteen hundred dollars. Oh what? Oh, damn! It's, it's not you know real that's money. how the markets are. Yeah, it's just swinging back and forth. I'm up three hundred eighty-four. I'm doing the anti Kenny Loggins. The Gambler is a song with great wisdom in it. Never count your money while you're sitting at the table. There'll be plenty time for counting when the dealing is through. When I'm talking about I'm. I'm making money or I'm losing money. I'm I'm counting my money while I'm sitting at the table. I'm still sitting at the table. So I got money in there, but I don't have any money yet, you know. But I got the money in the doobies, and uh, hopefully the doobies pull through for me. Kenny Loggins wrote Footloose. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Kenny Rogers wrote the, the Gambler song that you're talking mm-hmm. about. That Gambler <laughs> song is so good. Well, Footloose is pretty good, too. We shouldn't knock Kenny Loggins. Footloose. Kenny Loggins had like an incredible string of hits that were in movies. He had Footloose. He had um, Danger Zone. Highway to the Danger Zone. Yeah. From uh, from, from Top Gun. Top Gun. You're right. Yeah. I never saw too. it though. I was uh, I was a more fan of Bottom Gun. <laughs> that was the movie with that was the movie with John Travolta. It was good. No, it's it's really verse gun. Most people really are verse gun. John Paul, why did you pick this show? That we watched Son of Zorn. It's an animated like Quibi or Hulu show. No, it's a where Fox, they... a network TV show. Oh, uh, it was. Yes, uh, yeah. this show premiered in 2016 on Fox, and I picked this show. Because it's extremely, extremely unique. This is a show, a sitcom, that mixes live actors with animated content and characters. Mm-hmm. Very similar to the hit, critical and uh, commercial hit, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right, which is the only ver- the only time this ever worked. I, think- I will agree with you, that's true. I don't think there's another hit that can be... You cannot provide another example of a time in animation worked where it was like live action as well. Um, What about Sonic the Hedgehog? Wasn't he like looking like a snack? He was too thick. But, you know, what was going on with that? Oh, when, with Sonic the movie? Yeah, wasn't that kind of this kind of thing? I mean, I would say it's... I would say it's kind of similar, but not exactly the same. This is like literally a 2D animated character walking next to people. Like Sonic's like an animated movie. With some huge stars. Cheryl With... Hines is in this. And what astuns me is Cheryl Hines' character I think is in Curb is so amazing. She plays Cheryl, Larry's wife, and then ex-wife. And she's like funny, she's smart, but she's always giving Larry crap. She's really with it. In this, she does the classic kind of ditzy, dumb mom. Like the jokes are that she's 
She's dumb. I did not like that character at all. I think it's way beneath Cheryl. I'm, I mean, the whole I'm glad she show got a, a paycheck, bad. but Cheryl did not do it. Also, let's talk about right now the son of Zorn. What's going on with the casting department at Fox? Okay, I've gone. In <laughs> you didn't for like Johnny Pemberton Fox. as as Alan. Johnny Pemberton. All right, I've seen situations where people in their thirties play high school students. It happens often. <laughs> I've never seen a situation where the guy playing a high school student has a receding hairline, and he, he looks. <laughs> and he, it's not even remotely believable that he was ever in high school. This I mean, guy looks like he was born in a petri dish to be aged thirty-one. <laughs> In a low T version of thirty one, I'll I'll have it known too. It doesn't look I, like this guy's packing testosterone. I I want to I want to attack you for that, Zach. But I gotta gotta agree with you that when he filmed this role, I mean he was you know he was like thirty five years old. <laughs> Crazy. I also he's wanna, he's thirty nine years old right now. I want to knock the show's casting directing even more because. Tim Meadows stinks. Tim Meadows Boo. is Boo. so 100%, 100%, 100%. Dude, Tim Meadows, dude, he, we, we brought him up on this thing before, how he exclusively plays a principal, so they have to get him to a prom to chaperone. He's a principal. <laughs> he's so bad, too. Everything he does, he sucks in. You know, I, can't, I cannot think of one thing Tim Meadows has done that's good besides the Even Stevens movie. But let's be honest, Shia was running the whole thing. And then, <laughs> unfortunately, Shia is also in allegations big time. But. Well, th- I think a big problem with that movie was that Tim Meadows taught Shia the way he should treat women for the rest of his life. <laughs> I hope not. I, I, let's I, not disparage he, Tim Meadows. Shia... Shia said, Tim, you're the ladies' man, so can you tell me how to treat the ladies? And Tim Meadows was like, yeah, sure, headbutt them. <laughs> no, no. Tim Meadows is a horrible actor, but possibly Well, do you guys like the, do you guys like the SNL sketch, The Ladies' Man? No, I've never seen it. I mean, I've seen the movie multiple times, but it's, yeah, it's bad. It used to be on Comedy wow. Central all the time. How could you have uh, seen that movie multiple times? It's amazing. It used, it used to be on late night at Comedy Central like a lot. Back and, in uh, your drinking days? Yeah. No, even pre-drinking days. And I think I watched it on an airplane once. Um, but yeah, Tim Meadows stinks. Cheryl Hines is awful in it. I mean, let me give <laughs> let me give a BSB of Son of Zorn. Shit of Zorn. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Son of Zorn. <laughs> Is a is a is a premise of a sitcom of a world where there is a, an island called Zavaria where a He-Man like uh, animated hero lives. Although now this animated hero Zorn now is trying to live a typical suburban lifestyle with his son, his ex-wife, and their new and her son's new stepfather, who is played by Tim Meadows. Kind of an Antonio and this Brown pretty- Tom Brady scenario. <laughs> and this episode is about trying to help his son um hook up with the girl that he likes at the prom who is a high-powered government official in the student council universe (laughs) also the episode is about how the citizens of his old animated action island zephyria Desperately needs Zorn to come back to save them, but he is unwilling because he's committed to a family lifestyle. That now I thought that funny. I thought that that commitment to the family lifestyle would really sort of sway you two because you guys are both, you know, big proponents of the nuclear family. <laughs> Why would you say that we're big proponents of the nuclear family? Because you guys both like want to get married and have kids someday. That's Does that make true. us? Yeah, I mean. Nuclear is good. Some of these people that run in the polyamorous diesel fuel families that are just polluting <laughs> the universe. Nuclear is clean energy, baby. It's high risk. It can blow up. It can explode. It can give you radiation. It can lead to Russians running around with but three at least, eyeballs. At least you won't end up with a ponytail and a bald spot. You know, that's what polyamory leads to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't go after that because I've got a ponytail and I've got a receding hairline. <laughs> and when that, te- when dude, when that, when those days come for me, I am embracing it big time. I'm gonna like wear ill-fitting clothes. <laughs> I'm gonna have the balding ponytail. 
I'm not going to I'm not going to shave my head. I'm going to look fucking retarded. <laughs> Jump all. Do you want to get a wife just so you can have a wife's boyfriend? <laughs> there is a famous post on Reddit um where a guy his wife's boyfriend bought him a Nintendo Switch and that does sound pretty nice. That's Why so would pathetic. His wife's boyfriend get him a Nintendo Switch. Why it's would he so post funny. That? It's and the guy. It's very fun. I don't know if the int- original intent was as a joke, but it does not seem like it. It just seemed like a very sincere, like, "Hey, look, my wife's boyfriend got me Nintendo Switch, and I'm playing Zelda Breath of the Wild while he's upstairs <laughs> nailing my wife to the wall." Wait, was he happy about that or no? Oh yeah, he's ecstatic. You got a Nintendo Switch, dude. Yeah, you'd be dad, happy too. Not if that was going on with my wife. That's so funny. I mean, you say that, but you you haven't tried Zelda Breath of the Wild, so. I wonder if I might be into that. Devin, do you think that if you if you got a boyfriend while you were married to me and he got me an Xbox 360, would you would you be into that sort of arrangement? I don't even like video games, so I would say no regardless. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Um, but no, I would be into that. You know what I would be into? If Devin got a girl, a girlfriend, that would be really sick. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, dude, that is such a hilarious post. What a, that guy must have. That guy's got issues. I need to read the whole thing. It just sounds so funny. Oh, my God, dude. He posted a picture of it. I don't know if this is a joke. <laughs> It's so funny. It's just a guy smiling, bald, with a beard and glasses, holding up a Switch in Zelda, a mouth agape, smiling. It says, my wife's boyfriend just bought me a new Nintendo Switch! Exclamation point. (laughs) Wait, um, this show, why this show sucks is because it's basically a Tim Allen sitcom. When it's basically like Last Man Standing, the writing is bad. It is not funny, and it has like this unique premise. So you think they're gonna be like over the top, weird, and like fun, and like like Cartoon Networky. You know, that's what I thought it was gonna be. And instead, it's just like it literally feels like a it feels like a Tim Allen sitcom with just an animated character walking around with huge muscles. And that's why I had a problem with it. It wasn't weird enough. It wasn't like it wasn't it just wasn't good. <laughs> wow. Well, I uh I am I'm pretty famous for thinking anything that goes beyond one season is a massive smash hit success. Mm-hmm. And this did not. This was actually canceled after one season. And it wow. appeared like they did not know they were going to get canceled. Yeah, they definitely I don't know. <laughs> Because this is like a nice style of finale where they get everyone together. They get possibly like opposing characters, the dad and the stepdad, to unite in a in a united quest for a third character. I, I thought it wrapped things up in a way. Yeah, it did. It did wrap things up because you know I I don't know they they might have known they were getting canceled. I mean they must have scene like they must from the start they must have been like damn well what did you guys think of say the what did you guys think of the look of the animated like main character and some of like the animated goats and like so the animated stuff at the did you think that i thought it looked cool seeing the anime the, the live action characters interact with like cartoon stuff it automatically looks dirty in adult like it automatically looks like a Deadpool <laughs> style thing i think so you mean sexually dirty? Is that what you're talking about? Not like crass. Not necessarily like dirty for TV. I, I you, you, you would never see a kids show done this way. Let me just put it that way. Like if you see a cartoon character in the real world, you know it's about to go down. Uh, well, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta point out man. one flaw. I gotta point out one flaw in that logic, though. Uh, Blue's Clues is about a cartoon dog in a real world, and that's definitely a kids show. Yeah, but you know that he was fucking that dog. What? Remember the episode? Whoa! whoa remember? Whoa. Remember? What was his name? Steve. Yeah, Steve. Steve. When he was like, 
when Steve put the peanut butter all over his beehole. Oh. And blues. <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve went to prison, right? And Joe came over. After no, Steve did no, time. that was like urban legend. I, that it was, was the big greatest time urban, urban legend. legend of all time. <laughs> what <laughs> happened was the producers bought Steve a Nintendo Switch, so he wouldn't <laughs> would do the show anymore. Um, but I've actually been I've given been given the opportunity to sort of pitch a show like this before. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was very excited uh, when given the opportunity by Quibi to write a show with an animated character in a live-action setting. I immediately began writing the script of me meeting a lesbian named Adora, who was living in Brooklyn working as a receptionist, but pursuing her passion on OnlyFans. Of course, uh, that's where we met. That's where Uh, you met? Yes, we would. I, I met her on OnlyFans. I didn't and know it was a popular place to meet new people. <laughs> and noticed that her actual name was Shira, mm. and she was only moonlighting as a receptionist. She was actually a powerful princess, and from what I could tell, also a pillow princess. Um, <laughs> um. <laughs> I threatened to expose her unless to. I threatened to expose her alias to the world unless she met me out for breakfast. She obviously obliged. She didn't, then decided that I am actually really, really cool. And she had been second-guessing her feelings towards women. We began a relationship and totally, and she totally forgot that she was a super-powered lesbian. <laughs> Quibi decided not to pick up the show, and, though, once they found some old tweets from She-Ra. She apparently had dabbled in being a turf. I was disgusted with her transphobic past and left her for a hotter lesbian. <laughs> no turfs Damn, allowed, dude. Brother. Amen. Yeah. No turfs. All right, Kings. I had an experience. Jack roasted me for enjoying this, uh, this animated show, so I decided to reboot it for other young people who like cartoons from the 40s. I rebooted Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry Go to Couples Therapy, starring Jordan Peterson, was a new hit show on Fox. Jerry felt that Tom would stop chasing him if a therapist helped. However, Jordan Peterson insisted that hierarchies are natural and that the subdom relationship is healthy for any friendship. Therefore, Jerry should be glad to be chased and Tom should feed into his predator tendencies and kill and maim Jerry. <clears throat> This was going okay until Jordan had a snack of raw beef and a quick line of fentanyl during a break on the first at the wrap of the pilot. At the end of the pilot episode, Jordan Peterson went into a coma and died. This was caught on camera and we worked it into the plot. It was seen as a very compelling end to the the pilot. And the show got good ratings, so we had to recast Jordan Peterson. We decided to cast Simone Biles as Jordan Peterson. We knew that Simone had been a superstar after the Olympics and was seen as a very strong, independent woman. Also, it was good because Tom and Jerry were both white men to have a female of color lead. However, the reception to this casting change was extremely poor. The alt-right fans of Jordan Peterson were livid that we wrote Jordan as a transgender, transracial character. And the left was upset by quotes from his book, which made it into the script, about making your bed every morning in order to have high self-esteem. So the show was promptly canceled after the second episode when Donald J. Trump threw a rally on the steps of the Fox lot. However, he was later acquitted of not inciting the riot that later took place. I also was involved in rebooting a show with an animated character. Really? I was, yeah. Recently, I talked a little bit how. Uh, uh, recently, I talked a little bit about how I had been in charge of uh, marketing the reboot of Gargoyles on Disney Plus. I had created a Gargoyles porno with cameos by Marilyn Manson and Shia LaBeouf and uploaded it to Pornhub, and it was a huge embarrassing failure. And I was fired from my marketing job. So I got a job as an actor and immediately started getting quality roles as people liked my charismatic personality and my interesting look with my huge calves. It wasn't long before I was tapped to co-star in another reboot production. I was to act alongside the famous cartoon dog Scooby-Doo in a new TV show that would be called Scooby-Doo-Be-Doo, Scooby-Doo-Doobie-Foo. 
The premise of the show <laughs> was that Scooby-Doo, having left the mystery-solving gang, had decided to become the first animated dog mixed martial arts champion. And I was to play as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu instructor. Once we got on set, we started filming the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu scenes. These sets and lights were very hot, and wrestling around with Scooby, I started to get very aroused. After four or five hours of filming grappling scenes, we went back to my trailer, and Scooby-Doo and I ended up having sex. Scooby and I... (laughs) Scooby and I became inseparable on set and off as we started an intense sexual love affair. Scooby was an incredible lover, (laughs) and like me... (laughs) appreciated the finer things in life like art the sciences and a nice bottle of wine at the end of the day (laughs) he was also incredibly well endowed for a cartoon dog our sexual relationship started to affect things on set once the executives at nickelodeon got to see some of the footage that we had shot they noticed an insane amount of sexual trench of sexual tension between scooby-doo and i during the grappling scenes, and they requested that I be fired and recast. Scooby was a loyal lover and refused to work with anyone but me, and we were both fired and the project was canceled. I moved in with Scooby into one of his mansions in the Hollywood Hills, and I would lounge around in the house all day playing Nintendo Switch while Scooby-Doo went out on acting jobs. It wasn't long, though, before the cops came knocking. Someone had reported me for engaging in bestiality with (laughs) (laughs) Scooby-Doo. I vowed to fight this with every fiber of my being. I arrived to court on the first day of my trial, and my lawyer argued that we couldn't be blamed for starting a relationship, as the parent company that ordered the series were the ones that had put us in this position. Uh, I mean, we were all sweaty, rolling around, filming scenes for 46 hours a day. What the fuck did they think was going to happen? This did not convince the judge, and I was about to be sentenced to prison time when my lawyer pointed out that according to the law, it is illegal to have sex with a dog. But that, Scooby, but that Scooby-Doo was not a dog, but he was a series of drawings of a dog. The judge had no choice but to find me not guilty. And to celebrate the verdict, Scooby and I began to passionately make out in the courtroom, eliciting gasps and shocked moans of disgust from everyone involved. <laughs> Today, Scooby and I still maintain that our relationship is nothing is uh, that our relationship is between two consenting adults, and that there is nothing wrong with what we do. <laughs> So Steve in Blue's Clues walked so you could run with Scooby. <laughs> That's interesting, John. You had a good lawyer. You guys made a good case. <laughs> Did you it's have really a landmark? It's really a landmark decision. It's really sort of the modern Roe v. Wade. John Paul, I miss your joke so much about the dog <laughs> you sucking the dog's dick. Uh, <laughs> I mean. It's it's it is uh, it's probably the biggest sort of negative thing that happened to the world because of COVID is that I can't tell that joke at open mics anymore. <laughs> Do you think, John Paul, that Joe Biden would like that joke? Oh, Antifa Joe. Yeah. Um, he has I dogs. don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if he would like. I I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll get the chance to tell it one day. Maybe I'll do a White House Correspondence Dinner, and in the in the set I'll do uh, I'll do a joke about blowing a dog. <laughs> Maybe at the next um, at the next inauguration you'll you'll get to be the poet. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. And then Walking you can say it all poet like. I see peanut butter, chunky, creamy. <laughs> <laughs> what would Fido like? <laughs> Um, what did you guys think of Jason Sudeikis as the character of Zorn? What I mean, obviously he is uh, he's somewhat of a devoted father, but he is uh, his son is not very much like him. He's not animated. He doesn't Except have huge muscles. At the end, he gets pregnant, which is a Zalthusian male trait. Is that I did a like that egg can end up through your urethra, which I think is kind of a spinoff. We've talked about the Tommy Westfall universe. We've yet to talk about the animated universe. This is clearly in the Arlen, Texas, King of the Hill universe. In, in <laughs> Hank Hill's narrow urethra is definitely an evolutionary response to the Valtherusian wide set urethra. That's the double wide. Hank has the, that's the double wide trailer. I did actually like the I like the scene. The prom scene was funny. The prom scene was the funniest part. 
Oh, you mean where uh, where uh, Zorn helps his son finally get get in with that girl in this clip that we can hear right now? Mm-hmm. Edie, what are you doing here? I'm Alan's prom mom. We're gonna make it a new thing. Nope. But we did come up with a plan to win Layla back. I just have to convince her the last thing I want to do is be popular. Um, you, you don't want Layla to think you're popular? Hey, you know what? This prom sucks. <laughs> I say we get out of here. All right, you know? let's get this uh, prom king stuff rolling because my friends are doing all my drugs right now. No, 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 shut up. Psst. Anyway, uh... Stop, Sh- shut up. Shut up, lady. I guess it's Alan, son of Zorn, or whatever. No, oh, no. That's not me. That's a mistake. No, are you kidding me? It's not right. I got you like a mistake. Layla. Hey, 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 girl. That Olengulon likes whose name I forget. Wait, okay? I promise he's a loser. He's bad at everything. In fact, when he was a baby, he would cry after his own farts because they scared him. Layla, please stop. Well, okay, I don't like any of this. I don't even want to be up here. I don't. Trust me, I don't want him up here either. I just did it because his weird dad and his sidekick made me. Ooh, cool. I guess I am kind of your sidekick. Hey, Layla, look. Okay, you are smart and funny and beautiful. And you take care of your sister and your depressed mom. And you still find time to do those awesome collages about all your family issues. And I don't care what anyone here thinks about me except for you. I don't care about the stupid crown. Okay. Oh man, he did it. Zorn got his son laid and he's very excited about it. I do like that Zorn works at a very lame soap company and that when he's working, he wears like a suit and tie above his like loincloth. Yeah, that was funny. The, the whole soap company thing was also somewhat humorous. How he's trying to like, he's basically working as like a, a, a mid-level marketer or whatever and he's and he's like calling his friends back in Zephyria Zephyria and trying to get them all to buy soap while they're in the middle of a war (laughs) that was funny I guess that was okay yeah yeah I mean I I didn't pick the show because I thought it would be incredibly amazing I just picked it because I thought hey this looks really unique and interesting Mm -hmm. but I mean it didn't it just didn't really turn out that way I had never seen anything like this on TV before I'd only seen it in who Framed Roger Rabbit, and then a little bit later, a movie came out called Cool World. Have you guys ever heard of that? No, I what was that about? I listened to a podcast about that. Don't cool mention World. it. <laughs> I won't mention it. <laughs> when, um, I was a, when I was like a kid, this movie premise really jumped out at me. Cool World is another movie where actors, real-life actors, act alongside animated characters, but in this one, Brad Pitt is in it, and he has sex with a hot cartoon lady, and then he becomes a cartoon. Yeah, does he become a cr- cartoon lady, or does he maintain his gender? His gender appears unchanged, but we don't see his cartoon cock. I mean, I guess that what? doesn't really determine your gender. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. It does not appear as gender changes. That's good. I and I don't know if it's good. Maybe that's bad. I don't know if if he is what he is. That's good. He, famously horrible movie though did you like the movie jump ball i was so intrigued by this movie i've never seen it but when i was a kid i thought the trail looked really cool and i remember thinking the lady was like so fine this cartoon yeah. lady i yeah. know you're oh jump ball you've been into more cartoon ladies than ladies in the flesh <laughs> <laughs> the only woman confirmed we know that you're attracted to in the hollywood world is kate mara but we know you're attracted to the woman from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? Isn't that true? Yeah. Jessica Rabbit? Yes, Jessica Rabbit. And also now the woman from this. I got, I've got. i got more, too. I've got uh, Gadget from Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. I thought was pretty hot. <laughs> Elisa Maza from Gargoyles. I was like, oh, yeah, she's she's horny for me in, in my fantasies. What about the chick from Teen- Teenage Min- Ninja Mutant Turtles? April O'Neil, absolutely. Yeah. Yellow jumpsuit, white boots. Get them wrapped around my waist. What about Luann from <laughs> Hank Hill's King of the Hill? No, actually, Luann is like, um, Luann is, uh, she's too sweet and nice. I don't know. She I is feel too sweet. She's a good she's mechanic, such a though, John Paul. It would be great to have her as a live-in van wife. 
<laughs> that would be sick as hell. You guys have never been attracted to cartoons and drawings? No, I mean, I have, but I can't think of any specific ones. But I know that Goofy and Max from the Goofy movie were very attractive to a lot of women in my neighborhood from the Goofy really? movie. Really? Yeah. I could see Max or maybe his fat friend. I was always attracted to money, so I liked Scrooge McDuck. I mean, he really turned me on with all those coins. I wanted to call him my, my duck daddy. <laughs> My duck Dude, daddy bought sick. me a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> that would be sick if you got if you and Scrooge McDuck uh, sort of if you if you had like a sugar daddy thing going with Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I would never let him wear pants. Jack, famously. are you attracted to money? Do you think no. money is hot? I mean, like my mom says, it's just as easy to fall in love with somebody who's rich as it is to fall in love with somebody who's poor. I have heard this quote from your mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She used to say that growing up. Did that's, any of your children uh, that's, follow the advice? Uh, I think we've, we've hovered around the same level. Nobody's, nobody's shot down. No one rebelled and went down to the methadone mile and just asked who was the most broke. Unfortunately, my family would have just been in methadone mile. <laughs> Nobody's calling up Sally Mae asking who has the most student loan debt and then Romeo dialing them. <laughs> hello, hello, are you broke? <laughs> Why don't we do a mean minute for Zorn? Absolutely, son of Zorn, mean minute. I can definitely get on board with that. Let's see here. Um, Zorn, okay. Um, Drake. Writers, TV, television production companies, pushing away talented writers with unique oh. premises. <laughs> Ta television production companies uh, pointing at a gimmicky idea that will never work. Oh, mm. nice. Boom. I got this one. All right. All right. Um, hey, uh, let's watch this show with Tim Meadows. Jack as SpongeBob. I I'm a head out. Yes, that's okay. good. Also, Bernie's there too. Bernie Sanders um, is in the chair. Black Black Power Fist. That's gonna be Cheryl Cheryl Hines. White Power Fist is gonna be Bill O'Reilly. What are they coming over? Destroying their legacy on Fox. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Is Cheryl still on Curb Your Enthusiasm? Hell yeah, she's Ted Danson's wife now. She left last. Oh, that's hilarious, Ted. dude! So I got a, I got a good meme. Um, Larry David holding a switch. Okay. <laughs> Ted Danson. Oh my God. Just bought me this. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty good. What about... Um, let's see. Oh, I got one. I got one. Me as Sad Wolverine. Me oh, as Sad yes, Wolverine. Yes, yes, yes. Lying in bed, and I'm what, I'm petting a picture. The picture is... The picture is of Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> um, come on now. Let's think. Let's think. The okay, the prom scene where Zorn is. The prom scene where where Zorn is. Uh, who is sitting behind the punch bowl? It's Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Bernie San Bernie Mitten Sanders is such an easy one to toss in there. I love it. <laughs> How about this? How about this? Um, director of Son of Zorn. All right, Tim Meadows, we're gonna have you in this show, but you're not gonna play a high school principal. Tim Meadows, I I'm a head out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much Tim Meadows slamming. Um, AOC like? in the oh, AOC yes. in the SUV. AOC in the SUV. Rock driving. AOC, so glad to be driving you. Uh, have you? Uh, do you like animated? Do you like stuff that's animated? AOC, no. I really like to be chill and relax, not animated. Rock looks back in disgust. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, okay, how about this one? Rock, driving. Hey, AOC. Uh, don't you love stuff that's animated? 
AOC. I've uh, I've never heard of an Anna. Why would they? Why would I care? They made it. Rock looks back in disgust. <laughs> All right, I got one. I got one. Um, Vince McMahon sitting behind. Oh the, yeah. Vince McMahon sitting behind the desk in the middle of the ring. Um, an animated show. He looks a little jacked up. All right. Um, okay. He, it, Vince McMahon sitting behind the desk, getting a little more excited. He's getting bigger with a smilier face. Um, animated show with one person, one live action person in it, like <laughs> Roger Rabbit or whatever. And now third third one, Vince McMahon with red beams coming out of his eyes, all jacked up as motherfucker. And it's actually everybody else's live action and it's just one animated person in it sick as hell yes <laughs> that was a tough <laughs> meme but i think i want to get more into it. it's hard to describe the vince mcmahon's yeah that's true and sometimes the there can be like five to seven vince mcmahon's which is a lot of levels for the meme <laughs> that's a lot of levels dude oh what about right, this one what about this vince one man no, you go, John. Mine's going to be a dud. Oh, okay. Or let me um, do a dud and then you do a killer. Yeah, yeah. All right. Vince McMahon, eyes open, being a Chris Farley fan. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon flipping out a little more, being an Adam Sandler fan. Vince McMahon losing his mind, throwing his head back, laser beams, <laughs> being a Tim Meadows fan. Vince McMahon going absolutely crazy, shaving Donald J. Trump's head. Vince McMahon devoting his life to the films of Rob Schneider. (laughs) That's a great meme. Okay, okay, I've got one. Athlete on the podium, all right? And the athlete on the podium is Son of Zorn. Athlete on the podium takes the bottle of champagne, pops it, sprays it everywhere, takes the medal, (laughs) bites it. Grabs the woman, kisses her, take grabs her ass. Third, next panel. Athlete on the podium is Son of Zorn. Third place, second place, Cool World. First place, Roger Rabbit. <laughs> That's a very good one. Um, I got one though. Um, John Travolta on the masseuse table. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a meme format I haven't seen yet. Um, wow. Do you want to do you want to play with my my penis? The masseuse. I right, I'm going to head out. Oh. All right. <laughs> this reminds me of one Spider-Man pointing at each other. Okay. One Spider-Man is Bob Craft, the other Spider-Man is John Travolta. No. And then in the middle is a <laughs> massage parlor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your Deepak Chopra moment? I mean, Something the that... ending credits, when they came and it was over, I like that. No, I'll give it a yard sale. They had a yard sale. I appreciate a yard sale. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Um, my Deepak Chopra moment uh, for me on the show was that, uh, was that uh, Zorn, uh, Zorn was so devoted to his family that he was willing to give up his career. His his previous career of being a a, a, a sword and sorcery adventurer. So uh, I think that just shows how important the family can be. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my Deepak Chopra moment would just be um, the fact that men can get pregnant. I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's equality. Mm-hmm. Let's do a role play. I'll be, I'll be Tim Meadows. Ready? Mm-hmm. I'll be Rob Schneider. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll be cartoon John Travolta. <laughs> John, man, you can do I, it. Come out of the closet, man. You can do it. I, I, I like. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a cartoon. Cartoons aren't gay. John, Cartoons don't cartoon. even like have genitals. You're a cartoon, but your your homosexuality is three dimensional. I can smell it from here. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you saying one of the dimensions is, is smell? Oh my god. John, I'm so gay, and I am too, because I got a vaccine, and it turned me I gay. Got, 
I can't smell. I can't smell anything recently from Is that Tim my Meadows? experience with COVID. Yes. Tim Meadows. Hey, was the Rob. Least fun guy I was ever on SNL with. The guy was a loser. Well, that's oh, not it's really like, that what are you talking about? Yeah. Why are you being so mean? We're like very good friends, actually. Yeah, we're good friends. I went to your wedding. You got divorced. Huh? <laughs> Rob, that wow. wasn't really that. You funny. seem really mean spirited, Rob. I am famously. <laughs> well then why why did you ask me to fly you guys to the casino i don't get it <laughs> well you came on to me remember john and i didn't want any money but i did want you to fly me around <laughs> wow that sounds fucking retarded john That's, please don't uh, use terms like that john please what please don't oh use oh language. oh especially i believe you oh, have a son with down syndrome <laughs> yeah like that's why i say it it's like i'm <laughs> John, you had another son die. <laughs> Jesus, Rob. Rob, guy Rob, what's wrong with you, man? I'm just saying. I'm I, guys, I took a vaccine and it messed me up. A side effect is I have to say the bad things about your life, matter-of-factly. <laughs> have you guys seen Bill oh. Belichick's chest lately? <laughs> you guys He's are making me here. so sad talking about my dead kid. I think I just want to just dive this plane to the ocean. You guys got to try to give me one reason to stay alive as a cartoon. Well, they'll There's probably... No reason. You should they'll probably quit. <laughs> they'll probably c consider you a hero because you'll end my life and everyone hates me. All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you give the show? I'm going to give Son of Zorn a... Uh, I'm going to give it a three... I think it's uh, an interesting idea, uh, but that it was not executed that well. It's not especially funny or charming, but I thought the the, the visual effects were cool looking. I give it a three. It was horrible and deserves a zero, but Pemberton's casting was so completely nuts that it gives me hope that I could be cast in a movie uh, playing a teenager up to the age of 45. <laughs> Um, I give the show a two. It was so weak, and uh, I yeah, it was just horrible. Don't watch it. Run away from it. Right. Good night, America. Good night, everybody. Good night. We love you. <laughs>